Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the show. My name is Brian Krauss, and I'm the educational strategist for CDW Education for the Western United States. And I'm very excited today to interview a school safety expert. And um, but first, before we get started, I want to thank uh, Doug Konopelko uh, for setting this up for us and uh, allowing us to focus on education with school safety. Um, again, like I said, uh, I'm very excited to uh, interview today John McDonald, who's the Chief Operating Officer for the Council of School Safety Leadership, uh, and he's based out of Missouri, and uh, John is uh, one of the premier uh, school safety leaders across the United States. He uh, regularly speaks to school districts, corporations, um, and is a very uh, good friend of mine, and um and I'm so excited today to hear some of his uh, insights and how um, we can continue to get better around school safety. So today we're gonna talk a little bit about um, what does it look like? What does the modern classroom look like as, as it relates to school safety and how can we reimagine it in the classroom? So uh, starting out with John, if you could, first and foremost, please tell us your name and kind of your role and a little bit about your background um, in education and school safety. Thanks, Brian. I'm excited to be here today. It's always a good conversation at, at an important time. Uh, you know, we're at a time in our history where school violence is uh, increasing at a level that we've never seen before. So uh, I, I think it's a not only a relevant conversation, but it's critically important that we have some really open, honest, and, and direct conversations about just what it is we're faced with every day. Uh, I've been in the school safety arena for uh, almost two decades. I spent uh, 14 years as the executive director of school safety for uh, Jeffco Public Schools in Colorado, the District of Columbine High School. And uh, for those that, that may not know, um, Jeffco Schools has experienced three school shootings in its history. And within 35 miles of, of Columbine, there have been nine school shootings in 20 years. So it, it's, it's something that we've lived with for a long time. When I left Jeffco and, and came to uh, Missouri to take the position for uh, COO for the Council of School Safety and Leadership, the idea was to create a program that provided crisis response services uh, to school districts all over the country, providing leadership guidance, support uh, in crisis communications, uh, incident response, um, confidential investigations, analysis and review of, of critical incidents, and supporting districts and school boards. And uh, my work is uh, done on behalf of the Missouri School Board Association that has stood up this, this council on behalf of school boards and districts all over the country. Nice. Well, thank you so much. We're, we're looking forward to hearing some of your expertise. And uh, I can tell you from personal experience uh, what a great leader John is around this area, and he has uh, done so much work. Um, so, John, if... if as we look at reimagining how school safety is in the classroom, what, is, what does that look like to you? You know, I think as I was 
thinking about that question a minute ago about reimagining school safety in the classroom, I realized it's really a reimagining school safety from the curbside to the classroom. And how do we look at the world differently, provide that welcoming environment that our kids thrive on, that our teachers and, and staff and administrators provide every day, at the same time, providing that secure environment. And, you know, there's always been this fine balance of welcoming environment and fortress building. What do you do? Well, there, there is a pathway for both. Just because you secure your building doesn't mean you can't be kind and, and uh, to every child. And every child deserves a kind, caring, trusted adult in their school. So I think it's, you know, it's a relationship business. And the opportunity when you have that trusted adult for kids is that you get a lot more information and intel about what's happening. The kids always know before an adult ever does what's going on in their school. So, so that's really important. I think technology plays such a big part in everything that we're doing right now. I mean, our kids live on their devices. We're seeing some kindergarten classes with upwards of 60% or more of the kids with their own personal cell phone. That's fascinating to me. These kids can't even spell, but they're texting mom and dad. Um, and it's fascinating because... You know, this new generation is, is so tech savvy. They're really digital natives. And as I think about that and, you know, the, the, the change in technology just in the last 15 years in video surveillance systems is remarkable. It used to be you look at a video and you'd see what you thought was Sasquatch moving through the forest. Um, now, you can read a license plate from 300 yards away and identify who a, a suspicious person is. That's good living. And it, it really promotes you know, school safety at a level that we've never experienced. And now, you know, artificial intelligence uh, systems are coming online and, and schools can't quite afford it yet. Um, so anybody in the tech world building that AI platform uh, build it cheap because we don't have any money. But I think there's opportunity. Uh, weapons detection platforms, those systems that are coming out now, while they may not fit for a school today, five, 10 years from now, 15 years from now, it'll be a standard in an industry and across K-12 systems that every school has one. So it's a, it's a rapid emerging uh, of systems. And because kids are using, you know, their their one-to-one -one devices, we have the opportunity to market message, amazing communication um, to our kids about anonymous uh, hotline systems that they can call and tell us when there's a crisis, something that you know they know about that's occurring that we can then respond to. Uh, lockdown panic systems that are in schools around the country right now. Uh, that is really important because what's happening on the backside of the school, the front office may never know about. So how does your teacher then alert everybody else that there's a problem? Today, there's virtual uh, panic buttons on cell phones that, that every educator can have to rapidly alert 
uh, to a threat in their immediate area. And those rapid alerts allow us to do rapid response. And the faster we respond, the more lives we save. So, John, what do you what do you think has you've talked a little bit about technology and relationships and some of the things that the changing technology as it not only at the school level, but also at the personal level with students and teachers, I guess, what do you, what do you see as the biggest impact in the last, oh, I'd say even year to, to five years around school safety? Well, I think there's, there's, when I think about impact, I think there's a, the, there's a positive impact and a negative impact. Um, the biggest uh positive impact that, that I've seen in the arena of school safety is that more schools are interested in it and they understand that they need uh, both technology and uh, well-trained uh, people in their environment. Mm -hmm. The negative impact is that that increase of school violence that we're seeing at that unprecedented level that we've been talking about is really scaring everybody. And it's something that schools, uh, teachers, uh, administrators, and kids are living with every single day. And that has significant impact on the quality of education that we can provide. So I, I, th I think we have to look at, you know, the world from, from a spectrum of what's working and why, but also that cause and effect what's driving the need for so much of this and and hmm. school safety has become a multi-billion dollar industry but every parent wants to know that their child's going to come home safe and alive at the end of the day and um it, it's it's a it's an incredibly important investment absolutely you talked a little bit about relationships tell me more about what relationships not only at the school level but also in the community I think, you know, community engagement at, at, at all levels is really where we win or lose. Um, whether it's law enforcement school partnerships, whether it's partnerships between school districts and tech companies um, that have a focus on protecting the student. I think the relationship between uh, teacher and student uh, is is really important. And what we're seeing is a transition of teachers that are less confrontational. This generation of teachers don't like to confront anymore. So they struggle with kids that are boundary probing. And we have to really find ways to help support those teachers that just can't uh, confront those kids. And, and how do we do that? Because um, rules are going out the window and, and, and what we're seeing is that zero tolerance is no longer even considered. But now we, the pendulum has swung so far to the other side that pretty much anything goes. And if you, in some cases, you bring a gun to school, uh, you're told, just don't do it again. Uh, there has to be hard lines. There has to be that line in the sand that we say, no more, not here, not now. And uh, and I think those are important. And I think, so I think... Um, making sure that we level set with our community, with our kids, with our educators and, and parents and, and everybody being on the same page. Uh, 
we've gotten we've gotten too far away from that. I can't hear you at all. I'm sorry about that. Um, I know that you, um, you know, with all your experience, you've you've run across. Could you share an example, maybe, of a time that technology kept kids safe? Um, you mentioned a little bit about you know reporting and uh, that sort of thing, but can you kind of give an example that would be relevant to educational uh, schools and and personnel? Oh gosh, every day. Um, when I think of um, the ability for a school to immediately notify us of, of an incident that's occurring, and we have uh, a rapid response that allows us to, to stop that threat before it becomes a significant injury or death, that is uh, real-world stuff that, that is occurring. Let me give you just one example, though, of technology that, that really made a difference in it. It was with an anonymous reporting system in Colorado called Safe to Tell. And um, a student used it to report that his friend was suicidal. And uh, that report, that technology that went out to law enforcement, the school principal uh, and, and our school safety department allowed us to triangulate and do a search for that student. Uh, it turned out that the student's brother found his uh, sibling just as he had um, hanged himself from a tree. Uh, he was able to get to him, lift him up, hold him up high enough and um, get help. Uh, and his brother was, was saved. That technology moment in time made all the difference in the world. But it was also um, important that that student knew when he reported that his friend was in crisis, that somebody was going to come help. Yeah. And, and that's the trust that you build. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you an example of Columbine High School. 2019, 20 years after the tragedy, uh, we had over 4,200 uh, people show up that year to try to get in the school, to look at the school, to touch it and feel it. They were inspired by the tragedy 20 years later, and they were so... Uh, enthralled with the fact that it was a 20th memorial anniversary that they just felt like they had to show up from all over the world. Well, those video surveillance systems that we have in place there that allow us to read license plates from a significant distant way uh, allowed us to triangulate on who those people were, who those suspects were uh, in some cases that were um, up to no good. And it, it made a significant difference in keeping that entire school safe at a time when we were facing real threats that, uh, that were problematic. So um, every day we see and hear about successes um, based on technology. The teacher that has a uh, panic button on their phone, they can push that panic button when a student is out of control when a student is expressing a desire to harm, um, threaten or threatening to kill, and we can get support to that classroom in less than a minute, that is real-world 
good work that's occurring based on technology. Wow. Well, thank you for those powerful examples and uh, appreciate your work. What, what, what are some gaps that you see we've, you know, that, that schools are experiencing with safety? I, I tell you, I think the, the biggest gap is complacency. Um, thinking that we put a camera in, that's going to solve the problem. It's only one component of it. Um, so are you, you know, if you have a camera, great, you have access control, um, that complements the camera system. Um, it's, it's integrated. I mean, I think that's what you all do is you, you, you know, you're an integrator of multiple platforms of technology and it's school safety is the same way. There's a spectrum of this. It has to all be interconnected. So from prevention to preparedness, um, to response and recovery, all of that is interconnected. And I think sometimes what I see happening is, uh, you know, schools get tunnel vision. And I think that's a significant gap. I, I think the other gap is that schools struggle with the fact that there's only a certain uh, availability of funds. So school safety and education by their mere nature are often competing uh, for the same dollar. So what I always like to do is when I look at the school safety side, is there a way to complement the education piece? Uh, is there a way to integrate multiple platforms into the same technology so that we can use it together and justify a cost, whatever that, whatever that looks like. Um, so sometimes there is and sometimes there's not, but I think that's the, that's the real gap right now is figuring out how we're going to fund both these really important pieces of a student's education. Well, it's so important too. And, and, you know, school districts look for not only, you know, uh, locally, but there's, you know, national and, and state funds that are available um, to, for grants and that sort of thing as, as they move forward in there. And I, and I agree, I think there's a large spectrum in where uh, schools are at. And so kind of have to meet schools where they're at and, and get better. I, th I think you said it best that, you know, school safety deserves our very best. And, um, you know, looking at every resource is, is so important. You know, you, you and I have, have each responded to uh, multiple school shootings in our career. Um, we spent a decade together working critical incidents, um, unimaginable tragedy. And I, I can't help but think that for all of these lessons learned over the past 25 years, I mean, before Columbine, it was Paducah, it was Jonesboro, it was Springfield, it was Pearl, Mississippi. We had all these school, school shootings. And, and, and then this the past 25 years, and we see a lot of successes, but we continue to see too many failures. And when you look at Parkland, you look at Uvalde, you you have to say, our kids deserve better. Uh, they deserve better than we've given, and uh, they deserve our very best every day, whether it's in our education of them or keeping them safe. So that duty to protect, I think, is 
is a core responsibility, not just from a school district standpoint, but from a community standpoint. And I also, I think from a, a, a corporate um, philosophy, and that's where I think, um, you know, certainly uh, CDW, other organizations that focus on this, this thing we call school safety, you know, they're mission partners with us. And that success is not independent. It's that in itself is integrated. Yeah, I agree. So, John, if we could break it down to the teacher level, how do teachers become more adept at school safety? How do they become better? Great question. I think one of the things that teachers have to do is they have to believe the threat. Um, the, the time of complacency is over. I think teachers need to take a, uh, emergency drills seriously, treat it as if, um, you know, they're training today for tomorrow and be realistic about the fact that they are the emergency manager of the classroom. They're often the first responder of the hallway. So that's part of teaching in 2023. And, and I think if we have that mindset of no more, not here, not now, then that permeates to our kids also. So I think all that uh, plays into a stronger uh, classroom, but so much occurs outside the classroom in the hallway um, and teachers making sure that, you know, they're paying attention to what's going on around them. Uh, teachers not afraid to talk to their administrators. Administrators willing to listen to their teachers. Uh, well, there's a novel idea, but it's really critically important that, that, you know, we are building that, that, that trust with each other, building that uh, Intel network amongst each other. Um, and I think all that makes sense. And, and teachers will see kids on their devices looking at things that they shouldn't be looking at, writing things that they shouldn't be writing. Those teachers have a responsibility to lift that up and make sure that their administrator knows so that the administrator can let the IT network know or IT administrator know and the school safety people know because oftentimes something will happen in a school and nobody tells the IT department anything. The IT department doesn't know that maybe their filters didn't work well and didn't stop the student from looking up material that they should have had you know, no access to. Um, so it, it's really bringing in a multi-faceted team to this approach to school safety. And then sometimes just sitting down with, with our, our business partner and saying, here's our problem. Do you have a solution for us? Because a lot of times we don't know the solution, but CDW is going to have a solution for us. And it's up to us then to figure out, okay, how do we afford that? How do we pay for that? Where do we find a grant for it? Can we write a grant together with you all to, to have a bigger impact on our community and lift that up and market that and tell the world what we're doing to make that change and difference. That's great. Thank you. That's encapsulates exactly what I think uh, school districts need to hear. Thank you so much. So last question for you, John, if, 
if, if someone's listening to this and they want to learn more, there's maybe some resources or, you know, uh, blogs, books, or, or people that you rely on um, around school safety, what would you recommend for them? And I don't think we've ever talked about this before. No, we haven't. Uh, a couple places. I think one of the very best in the country um, to send people to is safeandsoundschools.org. Uh, a remarkable program uh, started by two Sandy Hook moms that uh, uh, have been changing the world. And uh, Michelle Gay speaks all over the country, along with Frank DeAngelis, our retired principal at Columbine, who has become part of the Safe and Sound family. And I love that program because it it has everything from, you know, the, the prevention piece to the response to the recovery um, uh, material embedded within within their program, and they're doing some amazing things, including a new program that the uh, Jeff Cody Angeles Foundation funded called Especially Safe, which is planning for special needs kids, emergency planning for special needs kids, which mm -hmm. is something nobody really thought about in the past. So a lot of material there. Uh, I recommend if you want to read a really good book read They Call Me Mr. D um, by Frank DeAngelis. Uh, I think uh, Kate Schweit uh, has a, a great book out there um, on school shooters also. Um, there's any number of resources. The Center for Educational Safety, uh, the Missouri School Board Association, is another area uh, that you can go to that has some great material and they really focus on uh, working with the school safety side of the business, but also the educational piece and bringing that together um, and training principals and teachers and school safety people and SROs together at the same table. Nice. Well, thank you, John. And I just want to say um, for me, I, I, I am so thankful for the impact you've had on so many kids' lives and um, and the work that you're continuing to do and at the national level. Um, I'm just so proud to to call you a friend and and uh, I really appreciate uh, your expertise and and what you do every day to keep kids safe. And so uh, I appreciate. It. I, I I just value our friendship so much. But people in your world, I don't think they understand that. Maybe they do. You bring a lifetime of crisis management experience to the table. You can't buy that. You've got to earn that. You certainly have. Well, thank you so much, John. And thank you for your time today. You bet. Thanks for joining us today. Don't forget to like and subscribe so that you can be notified whenever we post new content. Looking forward to seeing you next time.